0: Hi there, and welcome to Her Faith Thrives. I'm your host, Mindy Pradia, and I can't wait to connect with you. I want to equip you to discern, apply, and pray biblical truth so that you can take the next step toward thriving in your Christian faith. Whether you're feeling stuck or just desiring to grow deeper, prayer is the power behind a thriving faith. We need to pray in the context of our everyday moments guided by biblical principles and ready to take action. You can stop feeling stuck and start thriving when you pray authentic and truth-filled prayers. I will present biblical truth and a practical suggestion to broaden your perspective and help you take the next step in your Christian faith. Let's get started. one of those things that sounds good to us in every area of life. But what does it mean to thrive in your Christian faith? And how does thriving in our faith intersect with our daily lives? We can probably agree that we hope to experience peace and contentment, joy, deep loving relationships, the ability to handle hard things with grace, strength and wisdom. Being able to make wise choices and having the discipline to follow through with them, the practical wisdom that allows us to make the most of our seasons. The list could be longer, and these are good desires that are in line with what the Bible says should mark the lives of a Christian. According to Galatians five twenty two to twenty three, the life of a Christian should be characterized by the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which includes love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So, thriving in the Christian faith is not primarily a self-initiated goal. It is a God-initiated and God-sustained calling. God calls everybody to recognize that this is His world and He has created it to function in a specific way. He calls everybody to embrace His design for the world we live in and when we do, we experience life as He intended it. Despite the entrance of sin and brokenness after the fall, God's intention that we live by His design has not changed. This is a broken world because of our sins but this is still God's world and the good news is he has redeemed it and will make all things new one day. This is a compelling reality for all of us because God is the one who defines thriving as becoming more like Christ in everything that we experience. I recently heard a pastor make a very insightful observation about Romans 8:28 through 29. The actual verses say, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. The pastor pointed out that the good being achieved is Christ-likeness. That is to say that God is working all things in the lives of the Christian such that it all helps the believer achieve Christ-likeness. That goal is so worthwhile but if we are honest, there are many moments where we would rather have relief from the difficulty than become more like Christ. Even so, this truth gave me pause because the God who created the world, who created us and who knows what is best for us, chose Christ-likeness as our highest goal. This means that as we become more like Christ, we experience more abundant life. There is a lot about this that God has to help us understand because it's not the natural way we think. However, there is also a lot that is evident when we stop and consider who Jesus is. We want peace, for example, and he is the source. We want to be loved deeply and God is love. The beauty of these desires emanating from our transformation into Christ-likeness is that the experiences of peace Joy, contentment that we have are then lasting and unshakable. Sure, we could find our best lives the way the world does by making temporal changes to aspects of the lived experience, trusting ourselves as the guide. However, at best, these experiences are short lived and at worst, they distract us from the true source of fulfillment and true abundant living. We see this clearly in the account of the woman at the well. She had a well-established life. It may not have been the best, but it did work for her. One thing we know about her is she was not married, but she had the benefits of being married because she lived with five different men throughout her lifetime until that point. She was fetching water at an unconventional time, probably to avoid the censure of those who fetched water at regular times and did not approve of her lifestyle. She had some of her desires met on her own terms, but it was hardly the abundant life that Jesus could give. When Jesus meets her at the well, he offers her real transformation, which challenges her complacency and her temporary solutions. Jesus invites her to give him a drink of water and then explains that he is actually the source of living water. This woman's lifestyle is one of temporary fulfillment, but Jesus shows her that living for him would lead to lasting fulfillment. You can find the whole account in John chapter 4, verse 1 through 45, and the key verses here are verses 13 and 14. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. We are all capable of choosing what is temporary over what is eternal, of living in ways that are not according to God's design. But Jesus makes the same offer to us as he did to the woman at the well. Pursue growth in Christ's and you will experience abundant life. Learn from me. Live for me and nothing in your circumstances will thwart the fruitfulness I have planned for you. You will not desire anything apart from me and I will give you everything. Nothing will be sweeter than what I give you. This is the offer Christ made when he died for your sins and called you to live your life for him. He calls you to seek him first and he promises everything else will be yours as well. This is not a quick fix, but it is a lasting one. This is not always an easy path, but it is a dependable one. This doesn't always feel good, but it does lead to good. So what does it look like to become more like Christ no matter what happens in our lives? How do we grow and experience the abundant, thriving life in every season? I have asked myself this question many times over the last 13 years. In those years, I moved to the U.S. from my home country, Kenya, lived in four different cities, went to college and then grad school, started and transitioned out of a career I loved, met and married the love of my life and became a mother to the most adorable baby girl. Like most of you, my transitions over the years have been filled with great joy and some hardships. I have grappled with overwhelm, fear, anxiety, grief. I have desired to have the practical wisdom necessary to settle into new jobs and new life stages. I have tried to outrun inadequacy and outsmart insecurity, but God in his mercy has dealt kindly and patiently with me, building contentment, helping me find my identity in him, giving me wisdom and peace instead of overwhelm, carrying my heavy burdens, and the least could definitely go on. I have discovered that God does not change and it is possible for our faithful God to help me thrive because of who he is, despite who I am. This continues to be a walk of constant repentance and growth for me. But in it, I discover more and more that God can equip and empower me to become more like Christ and therefore to experience abundant life in every season. In the different seasons, I continue to find two things very helpful. First, making sure I have a solid foundation of truth that I am building on every day through reading and studying God's Word alone and in Christian community. Then, making sure I am paying attention to everyday moments and recognizing God's presence in those moments through prayer. I have found that as Christians we tend to be intimidated by prayer and when we do pray we focus on external things like the events in our lives, the events in others lives, our practical wants and needs and those of the people around us. Now this is a good thing because there are numerous places in the Bible where praying for these things is commanded and we should keep working to do this well however we tend to neglect praying for our hearts which leads to a feeling of disconnect between our prayer lives and the places where our hearts are every day our emotions are an indicator of the environment our hearts are living in yet often when we feel anxious fearful insecure we either hyper focus on the feeling stuff and deny the feeling talk to anyone who will listen or a combination of these things. We don't bring our feelings to God and when we do it is often a perfunctory exercise so we can get back to venting or ignoring our feelings. These unresolved feelings create angst in us and end up keeping us from experiencing the abundant life that Christ has for us. This is important because thriving is not just a good desire. It is the way we are called to live as Christian women. We need to bring the things that keep us from thriving into God's presence and let him address them so we can thrive in every season. And this is why I'm suggesting we need to pray our feelings. This is where I want to focus. I want to create a framework for you to pray your feelings with the protective boundaries of biblical truth so that your prayer life is authentic and truth-filled in the first season of this podcast, we will explore what it means to pray this way and how this can lead to the abundant life we are called to. We will also explore some practical ways to build this life-giving practice of praying authentic and truth-filled prayers into your everyday life. So as we wrap up this episode, I want to leave you with a practical next step. Spending time in God's Word is a life-giving and essential exercise in the life of a thriving Christian. You may call this time a devotional time or a quiet time. Let me encourage you to fight to stay consistent with this time. Since this is likely a habit you are already developing and maintaining, we will build this first practical step around that habit. Earlier in the episode, we looked at John 4, verse 13 to 14. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. We want to be women who recognize that Jesus actually has everything we need. This first practical step is designed to start the process of coming to Jesus, the true source of abundant life with what concerns us every day. So at the beginning of your devotional time, I encourage you to start with a short prayer expressing two things. First what you are concerned about or thinking about as you come into your devotional time. This could range from something weighing you down to simply anticipating the events of the day. Second, express a desire for God to speak to you during your devotional time and address whatever you stated in response to the first question. As you express this desire, remember the promise, the water that I will give him will become in him a spring of living water welling up to eternal life. This does not have to be a long, drawn-out process. You can say this prayer in less than a minute. On the other hand, if there is a time you find yourself coming to your devotional time with a heavy heart, then you can take as long as you need to articulate your thoughts. You can pray this out loud or write it down. This is one easy step in building the habit of talking to God about your life consistently. If this is something you are already doing, I encourage you to continue in it and stay tuned for more ways you can grow in the practice of praying authentic and truth-filled prayers. Thank you for joining me on the Her Faith Thrives podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Until then, choose growth in your everyday moments by engaging with truth and praying authentic, truth-filled prayers. Remember, you can be a woman who thrives in every season.